This is Asasi Podcast, enabled by Asasi Radio. The following presentation was previously aired on Asasi Radio. Just as we are very, very quick to be talking about the Black Stars when they don't do well, today we're going to talk about the Black Stars because, well, they did well. Kept a clean sheet, scored three goals. And uh, joining me on the line uh, to discuss uh, and, and really take a look back at what happened yesterday is uh, our original correspondent in the Central Region who brought us that excellent uh, live uh, commentary from uh, the Cape Coast Stadium, Eric Asante, and then uh, our uh, lead on uh, sports desk, uh, Benedict uh, Ousu of Asasi Sports. In fact, we're lining up uh, three honchos in the uh, Asasi Sports this morning. Good morning, Eric. Good morning, Gregor. And uh, good morning to you, Benedict. Good morning, Misha. Uh, Achu is going to be joining us as well in a moment. Uh, so, uh, uh, Eric, let me start with you. Uh, you carried the um, commentary live from the Cape Coast Stadium. What was the atmosphere like? So, Israel, um, the atmosphere was charming. Uh, proud to the commencement of the game, the environment here in Cape Coast, the euphoria suggested a city that is ready to rally their weight, their support for a national team um, that has picked up from. And following that impressive uh, World Cup qualification, uh, Pepsi, Otwado. So the Euphoria suggested we're ready for the game. And of course, the results also give a reason why uh, people had to move from all walks of life to the Cape So it was generally a charming environment and a charming Euphoria. Right. And um, what, what was the reaction to... Uh, the lineup amongst the, uh, the, the the fraternity of uh, commentators and sports journalists uh, yesterday. Um, so oftentimes, like Benedict and uh, I'm just actually tell you, oftentimes um, journalists would criticize lineups when they are put up by coaches, especially of the national team. But you know, I'm proud to begin. I think they did. Oprado held the press and he said that. Um, he played a game, or his philosophy was in tune, the opponent he comes up with. So, regardless of the lineup that he brings, he believes that it is as it were designed, tailored made to make sure that it counters the opponent's strategy. So, much wasn't said about the lineup. People took it in good faith. And the confidence level with or within or for Otoadu uh, made it that the journalists here in Cape Coast and even in Ghana didn't say much. About the lineup, so we're satisfied with the lineup. Yeah. Um, now, uh, Benedict, uh, you, 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 and I, uh, you know, watch the game um, uh, while listening to Eric's commentary, and uh, you know, the, the, in the first half, we did have a few shots on on goal, but it didn't look that like they were clinical enough to deliver an eventual three-zero uh, margin in favor of the Black Stars. Uh, what do you think changed um, in the game? First place, uh, it's, it's worth you know noting that uh, the team did very well, especially getting the three maximum points. Because when you are playing in uh, qualifiers of this nature, the most important thing is to get the win and also get your point. And it was good starting on a very good note, and it goes as far back as uh, our last two you know qualifiers, where we always make it a point to win our first game and. 
Uh, just the recent one, uh, which uh, Coach Christian Pia started in 2017. Our first game was against South Africa. At the same venue we played yesterday and won by two goals to know. So it was good getting that result. But in terms of what changed in the second half, clearly listening to Otuado after the match, uh, at his uh, post-match pressure, uh, clearly uh, it's one that, you know, he looked at how he, they were creating chances and were not, you know, scoring. For him, he said it was very important that in the first place they were creating chances that it was just a matter of time that the goals were going to come. So if you look at how they started the first half, they, they were so much on the um, Malagasy players and uh, the, their you know, goal area. And the boys were not calm. You clearly could see that uh, they were, they were uh, anxious. Uh, they were eager you know, to score the goals. And that's the uh, reason why uh, yesterday we saw in the first half they were flapping a lot of chances. But, I mean, after the first half, when they came back, clearly you could see that... Uh, the coach had calmed them down uh, with a 15 minutes, uh, you know, talk time he had with them after the first half. So you saw how mobile, uh, sorry, how Kudus Mohammed, uh, Afanajan, and the likes uh, after Jordan and you comported themselves and composed themselves to, to get the goals that we got. So I think that, yes, it was a very good play from the team, uh, individual brilliance from some few players, but in a whole, there's a lot more we can do uh, going forward. I mean, you have opposition that will be very tough. Yes, you say we've won, but we also have to look at the opponent, Madagascar. What can we do, or what will it be like if we get the likes of, you know, the uh, Tunisians, the Chileans, uh, the Senegalese, and, you know, all those top, top teams. I think that's where we should be looking at. But the progress they've made under Otuado is worth, you know, plodding. Right. Um, you know, just uh, if you're on our Facebook stream, you could see uh, some of the uh, goal highlights uh, uh, being shown. Uh, it seemed that uh, Afanajan, um, you know, went down the byline and uh, laid a ball back that I think, Andrea, you tried to, um, you know, um, back heel into the goal but missed, uh, leaving that chance to fall to uh, Kudus Mohammed uh, to score the first goal. Um, do you think that uh, going forward against maybe a stronger opponent such as uh, Angola and from what I saw of uh, Central African Republic, uh, there could be the banana skin, uh, you know, the banana peel in the, in, in the group. Um, are you confident that we will be able to uh, go on to win this group and qualify for the AFCON? Well, certainly, Isha, we need to do more. I mean, if we want to really top this group or finish second uh, to qualify, we really need to do more. The fact that we've beaten Madagascar doesn't mean that uh, we're already there. Because as you rightly mentioned, there's a Central African Republic team that we also what they did at the Nations Cup. There's also an Angolan team that missed the last uh, AFCON and will be hoping uh, to get into the tournament. And yesterday, they actually had to come from a go down to beat Central African Republic by a go tunnel at home. Uh, so clearly... It tells you that, yes, uh, we've been in Madagascar, but if you look at the other teams, they are also very good, and we need to be very watchful. And as I made mention earlier, going into the next game on Sunday, we will need to take our chances. Uh, we will not get the number of chances that we got uh, at the Cape Coast Stadium because, one, we're playing at home. We had the fans uh, behind us, and also we're playing against a team that, uh, I mean, yes, you would say was a bit naive in terms of, uh, their attack, they were very aware in terms of their defending because they knew we were going to uh, take the uh, take the game at them. So for for going out there, the circumstances and the atmosphere will not be the same as that of what we got yesterday. So we need to really step up. 
So our next game against Central African Republic, which will be in Angola, we really need to step up because yes, they lost their first game and they wouldn't want to lose another. And we also will need to win that game to put our qualification uh, in a very good place because if we should win the next game, what it means is that we have six more points. Another win, making nine points, uh, will be very good for us. So uh, we need a win at all costs in that game. And Otuado certainly sure uh, knows what to do. The players, some of them, have been in the qualifiers. Uh, reason he made mention of the, uh, why he brought in the likes of Wakasu and all that is for the experience to share the experience playing in the qualifiers with the new players in the team. So I'm certainly sure they know what to do. Uh, with the leader in Andrea you and his brother Jordan like who yesterday for me played very very well. I certainly I'm sure that they know what to do going into that game against Central African Republic and eventually. Uh, the one against Angola. Okay. I choose joining us on the line in a moment, but uh, let me come back to Eric uh, and uh, just get your thoughts on uh, the individual uh, ratings of our players. Uh, keeping a clean sheet uh, is always a good thing, but did that, uh, or does that suggest that Jojo Wallacott had little to do uh, in goal yesterday? Um, obviously, you um, noticed right from the blast of the center of this whistle. Um, that the um, Malaka team and we came to the picture. But then it's pretty time they gave us strength and a reason um, to be at thing. And Jojo Wallach was any time was called, um, called um, I mean, scored very good back or was, um, um, was, was able to keep it calm and make sure that the ball couldn't get to the back of the net. So in racing him, well, maybe the opponent may not be that Opponents that you would want to use to upgrade um, a national team and go to far like that of the national team of Ghana. But of course, anytime he was called to the occasion, he scored. And so, um, obviously, I, I, I can see some people rating 78 and others are saying that on the average, I think that he didn't um, perform poorly, well. just that the ball didn't come anytime he came, he was up to the task. Now, uh, one of the things that, uh, uh, you know, we observed about uh, Walcott uh, during the uh, first leg of the uh, playoff with Nigeria uh, was that, um, and even during the tournament uh, at the AFCON, we, we, it seemed that each time that the team wanted to play from the back, um, you know, he had challenges kicking the ball out or starting the play. Uh, creating some pressure uh, for him. Did you notice any improvement in that regard? So, Isha, in modern football, um, goalkeepers initiate attack. So, of course, that is why I'm most people criticize the point. Anytime you initiate the attack, you either went to the opponent or went over the byline. But yesterday, you could see an improved Jojo Wallacourt, who was quite calm. Uh, many times, you could notice that when he wasn't very sure about kicking the ball, he would just um, take it to the left for Gideon and Mensah to, I mean, initiate the attack. So, comparatively, he's an improved Wallacourt who's um, 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 adding up to the attack of the Ghana Black Stars was quite an improved one compared to what we said. So, um, generally, he improved his performance as compared to what he did previously. Eric, uh, the back line of uh, Amate and uh, Mensa and Odoe, do you think they gave a great account of themselves considering that uh, together with the goalkeeper uh, they were able to keep a clean sheet? Well, it's a question that most people wouldn't want to 
um, give the plaudits to the coach because, like Benedict indicated, you are as good as your opponent. If we're playing the likes of Argentina and not to underweight the Malagasy team, we're playing the likes of Argentina, Portugal, Nigeria, then of course it gives you a clear impression of their performance. Playing against Malagasy or the Madagascar national team, who really came into the picture, well, they did very well, but I think that a stiffer opponent would have given us a reason to judge them equal. But they didn't know the football. And of course, um, their performance indicated that those are the three key players that the coach had confidence in. So we went with them and they lived up to the task. And uh, Odoe has been uh, mentioned in quite a lot of the commentary uh, as uh, showing a certain uh, great deal of... Uh, you know, calmness and and just getting the job done. Um, do you get a sense that um, we, we've got ourselves a gem in 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 in, in Odoi? Well, Odoi is very calm. Um, the only problem with Odoi has to do with age and with the coming in or with the um, coming in of um, Tarek Lamte. I think that um, his life at the black stars will be shot to that but I don't if I don't do that if I be, I'll be carried up to him his life at the black stars um, will be shot he's a calm player has the composure he's able to initiate attack but I think that it is probably age be a reason why he may not feel long to the black stars and after that he was a very fantastic player very well and was very tactical anytime he was spoke Great. Uh, let me bring in uh, Achu at this point. Uh, Achu, now let, let's look at the... What, what's your take on the overall performance of the team? Um, you know, did you see this happening at the start of the game? Because we had some concerns where uh, you wondered why we're playing a 3-4-3 formation with uh, uh, Abdurrahman Baba, uh, who had not had a, a lot of competitive games uh, playing at the left side of midfield uh, when the game at the start of the game? Well, I think those concerns were valid. But once the game started, we realized that indeed it was a simple 4 4 2 4, uh, four man central defense with um, Gideon Mensa playing in an unusual left sided central defensive role. And as we hinted in our analysis, um, Otuado's decision and insistence to start. Gideon Mensa in that role, and perhaps what he did with um, Dennis Odoi in the reverse fixture against Nigeria at the Moshuda Abiola Stadium gives an insight into his thinking. The call has been put on hold. That he is someone who perhaps wants to work with um, three central defenders, or even if with a back four with two central defenders, he would like to have an actually left-footed central defender in the team, and that's where the Salisu issue comes in. And so. Mm. I think that also gave us an insight into what he intends to do in the future. And with the options that he threw out yesterday, Gideon Mensah showed us what he can do, if need be, that he has to play in that central defensive role. And he, he was excellent yesterday. He didn't put a foot wrong. His distribution was good. When he needed to make tackles, he was in the right position to do that. Denis Adoy um, keeps convincing us of the quality. And you wonder what could have been had he been invited into the national team much earlier. Mm. In the three day games that he's had to play for the Black Stars, he's been really competent playing as a right back, as a right wing back, as a left wing back, um, as we saw at the 
Moshuda Adela Stadium in that game. And so there were quite some positives to, to pick out from yesterday's game. And I think Osman Bukhari also gave a decent account of himself. Baba Idrisi was, uh, that perhaps was the most assured we've seen of him in the Black Stars, Jesse, because the, the mistakes that we've seen that characterize his game in the previous outcomes were absent yesterday. And for me, it was more impressive because he did not have the sort of protection that Thomas Pate would give him in terms of distribution, which meant that he had to do far more than he would have been required ordinarily. And so from that perspective, you have to look at that performance and also be a bit excited for, for Baba Idris. So hopefully he's able to build on this um, on Sunday and then in the Four Nation tournaments and really impose himself, begin to impose himself more rather than just being a, a player who's okay to just do his job and then get it done. There were a few concerns, however, for me, and that's why I feel we need to have some difficult conversations going forward as far as the Black Stars is concerned. And what would those We've seen be? Enough of, pardon me? What would those concerns be? I think we've seen enough of Abdul Fattah Isahaku to come to the conclusion that he's not good enough to play for the Black Stars. He's really? a very talented player. Yes, he's a very talented player with a lot of potential. However, that potential needs to be developed before we throw him into the pressure cooker environment of playing for the Black Stars because you have to deliver every moment. And I don't think that Fatao's game is developed to the level where we can expect him to to show the level of consistency that playing for the national team requires. If you were to break down his game, he's got an excellent left foot in terms of shooting. He's got a great technique. He's got power. He is explosive. He's got pace. He can dribble. He's good from set pieces. But how to bring all of those elements and put that skill set to use in terms of his end products and influencing games is what he does not have. And that's why I feel that he's, he's still got a long way to go. And unfortunately for him, He's a forward. These days, and not only these days, but forwards have always been measured by their goal contributions. So be it the number of goals you are scoring or your contributions and involvements in the goal scoring process. Whether or not you are setting up the goal, um, starting the attack, creating chances, whipping in crosses, but something that says that this player can influence games. And if you can, you have had to play these many games in the Black Stars without really showing that Perhaps we need to rethink his position. And you see, it's important that we create a certain competitive spirit in the team for players not to become complacent. We need to set a certain standard where after one or two games, if you're not doing well, you need to, by yourself, understand that there's someone there who's going to take your position in the team. Another one of those players who I feel we need to be bold and take a decision. And you see, these decisions, I think, would actually be in the interest of the players. Felix Safinajan. Even though he scored yesterday, we need him to grow. We need him to mature and be ready for the Black Stars. We need him to mature and be ready for the Black Stars before we throw him in, into that environment. Because the reality is this. Afinajan does not even have 10 starts at the professional level to his name. Mm. He doesn't. He doesn't have even 900 minutes of professional football to his name. What's his name? Abdel Fatah Isaku himself hasn't played 10 games in any elite league anywhere. So that's the problem. We have talented players, but we need to get a transition right. Look, elsewhere, these players may get a look into the national team, but they will not. you will not get a sense that they are becoming established figures without they actually earning it. Real Madrid super sub, Eduardo Camavinga, is at Clairefontaine now. 
with mm. the French under 21 team. He he is already a world class midfielder, <laughs> but he needs to go through the process because there are players ahead of him like Aurelio Chouameni and the likes in the national team. And here's the thing. Sometimes when you look at it, there is reason to believe that the system may not be fair. When someone like um, um, Adrian Rabiot, very poor for the past two or three years, but he's a senior in the team, he gets called up. They are not going to look at him and say that they are going to drop him for Kamavinga because there is a process for the player to go through. And you see, getting games at the under 23, under 20, the Olympic level, it is part of the process of blooding players in. They deal with the expectations that come with playing with the national team, the disappointments of feeling, and the joy that comes with excelling. And so by the time they put on the national team jersey, they understand what it takes to play the national team. And so one or two disappointments does not really kill their spirit. The other advantage of doing that is that it makes you value a call-up into the national team more. Mm-hmm. You won't get the situation where, like... And I'm sorry to use this Alfred Duncan example. A player gets ignored for one game or he gets called up and he doesn't play and he feels entitled. No. Kamavinga just won the Champions League as a teenager. But they are not minding him because there's a process for you to go through to mature, irrespective of the talents that you've got. And I think that even though we may not have the Asian appear generation now, it's important that we're patient. It's important that we help these players develop. I'm not saying they are not good players. I'm saying they are good, but we need to help them develop, take them away from this situation. Because look, if they their continued stay in the Black Stars will expose them to pressures that they are not ready for. Any coach who does a critical assessment of Abdul Fattah Zahaku's game, and it's very predictable, will come to the conclusion that, you know what, he needs to sit out a few games. And I don't believe they are at that age where they can deal with the backlash that comes with it or they can deal with the disappointment of suddenly moving from status in the Black Stars to being dropped consecutively for games. Right. But I too, uh, and I'm going to pose the same question to uh, Eric and, uh, and, and, and Benedict. Now, uh, I, I have a, a, a very interesting perspective on this I'd like for you all to consider. Uh, youth sometimes tend to be outliers. Uh, are you suggesting that we don't have outliers in any of these young players? Um, that maybe Afanajan, for example, may not have had a lot of games for Roma uh, or starts, but might be an outlier as far as the Black Stars is concerned. And I'm going to draw a parallel between uh, his rise and the example of Emilio Butrugino giving way to uh, Raul Gonzalez. Uh, who then became uh, a god for uh, Real Madrid. It, at the time, he was an unknown. He just stepped in because Butrugino had was injured to the point where Butrugino himself uh, decided to retire after uh, he, he watched him play a few times. Uh, do you think that we don't have, or is it possible that we have, um, you know, a gem on our hands that maybe might shine and doesn't necessarily need to have had great experience, but might be natural and and, and fit into this space uh, uh, seamlessly. Um, if, if you pay that attention, my argument is not about the quality. For me, it's about the maturity. Okay. The argument is not about whether or not there is enough talent there. It's about the maturity, which right. is why I'll be quick to remind you that back in 2003, a precocious Asamoah burst onto the scene. Right from the get-go, we could see what he was about. Mm-hmm. So later when he was excelling in pressure cooker environments in Lubumbashi, in DR Congo, 
when majority of the superstars have not turned up and he led the Black Stars to get the crucial points there together with Dan Coleman and Cole, nobody was surprised. But you see, that was on the back of leading Liberty professionals in the Ghana Premier League, excelling, doing well at the youth level long before that. Mm-hmm. By And a lot of people forget that by the time John got his first transfer out of Liberty professionals, he was top scorer in the Ghana Premier League with 13 goals. Later on, I think it was after his transfer that Shaibo Yakubu of Ashanti Gold had scored him to win the top scorer. Even then, Shaibo Yakubu only scored two more goals than Jan. Mm-hmm. So perhaps if Jan, if Jan had completed that season, he may have won the top scorer award. But what I'm saying is that by the time these guys got the opportunity, they had games at the professional level to show. Right. They knew how to deal with these situations because they had been in those situations before. We don't have that with Abel Fatawi Saku and then Felix Afnajan. And I, for one, will be heartbroken if we're unable to manage it. Because, look, you are right. And it is tempting to suggest that these are generational talents. Because if you look at the skill set that they've got, it's been a while since we produced, what, players like this with, with this level of talent. It's been a while. Maybe you have to go back to, what, 2015, 2016, the Kudu period, or the the younger teams of 2012, 2013. And how many of these boys even made it to the top level? Kudus might be the, the exception. So there is, there is, I can understand the excitement around these new boys. Mm-hmm. But the point I'm making is that it's important we allow them to mature. Look, our national team is at the point where we need new players to show up and then take up responsibility. Yesterday, we were discussing the fact that we've never had a, a quality right winger in a long time. We haven't had seen for left back in a long time, mm-hmm. even on the left wing, right back. We're only seeing Denis Odoi now. The only places we've had on lock have been in central defense, in midfield, and then the goals that are Samoajan and Dedea you have been given us, and not necessarily a great attack. Mm. So there is time and there is space for someone to grow into these roles and then take the team on for the next decade or so. Look, Andre is on his last legs. I don't expect he'll be around 2024. And by that time, Adul Fatah Isaku will still be 20. He's 18 now. Mm-hmm. Afinajan is 17 or So these guys will not even be more than 20 years, two years from now on. There is time for them to grow. Let's just be patient. All right. Uh, let me get the thoughts of uh, uh, Eric on this. Eric, what, what are your thoughts? Uh, do you agree with that too on, on this particular uh, tangent that maybe though they may look like generational talent, uh, we still need to blood them in properly. Well, I'm quickly as much as I partially agree with Achu that there should be a template for transitioning the players from maybe their youthful times to maybe the adults and where we can get much of them from the or from the black guy. I also think that the argument has always been what we have, what is at our disposal. So if we want the player to understand yeah, so that it mature very well, where are these senior players? So if you are a coach and you may have that plan, that transition plan, but at the end of the day, the quality or the materials are not there. So you make do with what is have. That is the why I think that Afghanistan and Israel would always get follow-ups and get the first um, team patients um, the coaches that um, had it as they employed. I think that if we had a transition system, if we had the quality of players for these kids to understand them, otherwise, this is what any coach would 
Right. Uh, uh, let me bring in Benedict. Uh, Benedict, do you agree that maybe, I mean, there's been some suggestions, um, you know, making the rounds that maybe uh, we should have some of these young talents be uh, made to also play at the under-20, some games in the under-20 national team or even the under-23 national team uh, to give them more game time and sort of, you know, blood them in uh, so they're better suited to play for the national, uh, full national team, senior national team? Well, let's look at the two players in question. Now, we are talking about Abdi Fatah Isaku and then Felix Afnajan. That's right. I mean, you look at Isaku after the uh, under 20 tournament, which we won and eventually uh, became the top player uh, or the best player in that tournament. I mean, that was when after which uh, he was drafted into the Black Stars team. And uh, clearly, uh, we've given him chances. Uh, I mean, CK Akono didn't really give him any chance in the team. Uh, was. Uh, his first game was under Milo Baravac, and after Milo, you clearly could see that he's been given him chances in the team. But still, uh, we are not really seeing that you know uh, spark that we want to see uh, from the young man. I'm, I'm not in any way saying that he's not a good player. He's a very solid, wonderful you know talent. But I think that we need to you know take time uh, with the guy if we really want to see him explode in the national team. I mean, yes, we have the junior side where he exploded and we all saw him uh, to give him the chance in the Black Star. I'm thinking that, I mean, he's 18 years still qualifies to play in the other 20. Actually, cited the example of Kamavinga, who, I mean, is one fine talent, plays very well for Real Madrid. But see where he is. He's with the French uh, under 21 team. I mean, if you look at Abdi Fatah, it's Aku, one will say that if we are putting him in the under 20, are we going to have you know, a replacement in the Black Stars. Yes, of course, we'll have a replacement because you look at players like Osman Bukai, uh, there's Emmanuel Jesus, who also plays at Spezia and plays in that similar role that we always deploy uh, someone like Fatah Isaku. So it's not as if he's not there and he's deployed in the under 20, will not have a replacement. We certainly will have a replacement. We need to uh, take our time with the young man. He's a very good player that if we really watch him well, uh, you know, in the years to come, we definitely will benefit. Uh, from his talent. I mean, you also look at uh, how we call our players to the national team. The basic rule of calling players to the national team is them getting much playing time at their club level and playing very well. But here is it that Abdul Fatah Isaku, since he's moved to Sporting Lisbon, has just been playing uh, training with a team and not be playing competitive games. Afanajan at AS Roma few times he's played, we've all seen him. Uh, he's not been playing, always on the bench, comes on uh, to make cameos. So I really think that, yes, these guys are very young. They fall within that age under 20, uh, you know, range that we can still let them focus or put them in that under 20 team and let them build to the level we want them to build. And then when they come to the Black Stars, they'll be finished with that and we'll be seeing what we expect of them now. Now we are not getting it although we've been giving them the opportunities. Thank you for listening to Assassi Podcast. Follow Assassi Radio on Twitter at Assassi Radio 995 or share your feedback via feedback at assassiradio.com.